Spotlight on the Arts podcast acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people today. Welcome to Season 9, Unplugged, a look into Casper's singer-songwriting program, an extension program for emerging musical artists. The program provides the opportunity to work collaboratively with like-minded artists in a professional studio setting, culminating in a final radio-ready song. This season, we will chat to current Sydney Catholic School artists as well as alumni who are forging a career in the music industry. Each episode focuses on new release where we will chat about the process, the song and the artists. Let's go. Yo, welcome, Justin. Actually, I should say welcome back. You get a special mention here. You get a special episode to yourself. Nice. How did doing this workshop help you go and do your own thing later on? When, when did you start releasing your own songs? I would say kind of ran concurrently. I started songwriting in general uh, in the ninth grade. So that was around 2019, just not too far off before the songwriting programs that I joined in for Casper, obviously. But it was lucky because around year nine, I was uh, recommended to do the songwriting program because at the time I was just starting out to write and perform. And uh, my teacher, Ms. Curran, she asked me to do this program. Yeah, she, she thought it would uh, boost my skills in songwriting and being able to work with a group, a songwriting team, producers, you know, having having a good education and a a foundation of where ideas come from, how to come up with ideas and how to bring them into fruition from the vision. So it was all around the same time. So how did how did this workshop actually help? It, it helped quite a lot on how to collaborate with other artists uh, who reach out to me, who I reach out to. For example, the tagline idea that you gave us, um, that's the first thing I discuss when we're writing new music together. It's, it's, a, it's a big help. So a lot of the practical advice and tips and tricks that we got in the studio I use almost all the time when I'm writing my music so yeah this songwriting program really benefited me in the long run yeah what what, what do you mean by tagline let me give a, a little bit of context behind tagline the tagline is the lyric that draws the listener in it's the one lyric that everyone recognizes or memorizes or is the one lyric that everyone sings did, did that help you actually work with different people? Because were you working with a lot of people before? Oh, no. Uh, I, was, I was definitely a solo artist before. But ever since the songwriting program, it was a new experience because I've never worked with a group until uh, in 2020, Dante and Etienne, when we made One Shot. So that was the first one where I actually had a team with me. That, that was a, kind of an opening, an eye-opening experience as well for the mind too, because it really helped me realize that when you have many different minds coming into collaboration together, you can really make something like three times, four times better than as you do as a solo artist. It, it really does bring you up as well as everybody else because you learn from each other. You can feed off all of this um, knowledge from each other as well. So yeah, definitely the team working aspect has opened me up to working with more artists down the line. 
it all comes down to the fact that you've got three different universes coming together in that room. Like all those experiences they've experienced, including yours, like you all bring it to the table. So, mm-hmm. so and, and that's why it's such a, it's a really important thing to do as young writers. You know, they've got their ears to the ground listening to a lot of music. I don't listen to as much music anymore. So, right. so it's really important for me to have that collaborative process still. I do have a, um, a question for you, Phil. Throughout um, your experience working with different artists, what do you think was like the biggest change that you've seen from young artists over the years? I think young people these days, and, and this is not including yourself, but a lot of the young people these days think they are so so much further ahead than than they actually are. And and I I think it's a, the fact that they get things at such good quality and they're able to make things at such good quality as, as opposed to back in the days, we had to do things on the grind. Like we had to go to a studio, like make sure we saved up for a studio session. And then in that studio, you had to be prepared. Now you can make proper quality stuff from a computer. Right. But the problem is with that, because everyone can do it, but the good stuff that comes out has to be has to be even better than than it was before. So the fact that it's, the technology is so good now and every, everyone can do it, everyone thinks that they can be be good, and that that comes into the songwriting sessions when when songwriters believe, like some young young songwriters nowadays believe that they they know all the answers. But saying that, there's also young people that that actually believe they, they know that they don't know all the answers, but they come up with such amazing, brilliant stuff. You know, it, you just like as a songwriter, you, like like we're all malleable and we all change to what we get given. You know, and as musicians, as creatives, creatives, we do. I, I suppose the change is things just keep on changing. You know, if you know what I mean, like things will keep on changing, and you just have to keep on adapting to it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. What instruments do you play? I play a fair bit, but I think my primary instrument, other than you know producing on a computer, is um. That is an instrument. Logic is an one. instrument. Multiple in one. That's right. <laughs> exactly. That's right. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you know, I also play keys. I'm a vocalist. I've been trying to pick up guitar recently and bass, and I like percussion instruments. I really like playing the cajon. It's it's a lot of fun. So I suppose you need a little bit of a, a touch on all instruments, but your your preferred instrument is keys and, and obviously vocals. Yeah, that's where most of my chord progressions come from or my ideas, because usually I would uh, jam out on my my piano just over here and um, just it, it, it comes out very naturally. So it's yeah, kind of my best friend when nice. it comes to music, at least. <laughs> You've written a fair few songs. How many songs have you written and or have you got out there on Spotify? I've got around... <laughs> 30-ish, 30 plus um, songs. Well, let's let's talk about genre then. Like what where do you see yourself? Or how, where do you sit in the genre world? <laughs> I'm gonna be honest, Phil. I am not so sure yet because I am always discovering new sounds. My first album that I've done was primarily pop rock type of genres in there, a bit of electronic. Same with the second one that I just put out every day. That was more R&B leaning so there was a a lot of bedroom pop rhythm and blues in there uh, a little bit of pop rock near the end and some electronic music that I like but I've been trying to I guess study different genres that I want to stick to or what I think is going to work for example I've been looking at chamber pop so you know pop with orchestral elements or um, disco music which also uses orchestral but it's more on the um, it does have a lot of electronic inflection so I think 
as of now, I'm still kind of discovering what I am, but I would say that I'm more on the alternative R&B side of things. Nice. And, and you say you, you've been, you know, educating yourself. Is, is, are you involved with other programs that actually help teach you music or songwriting or production? No, I, I would say so. This is the only extracurricular musical activity that I've done so far, but I'm always open up to new uh, programs to partake in the future, obviously. But I guess my research right now and my education is just self-teaching, um, just listening to a lot of music, finding out what their history is, uh, taking a little bit from school, learning some theory on my own. Yeah, but a lot of it has been just trying to figure out uh, what sound is feels like me the most. When it comes to education, I'm still open to finding new opportunities as of now. Yeah, and, and this was a great opportunity for you to start trying trying out a bit of production. I mean, the tech these days, there's a YouTube video on everything. Like if you if you want to go research something, if you want to, how did they do this? Or how, you know, even if you're looking at logic, if you're looking at, you know, mixing, there's always a YouTube tutorial. Now, you guys have that that benefit being in this this era like the thing is it's brilliant because it makes actually better musicians when you have the ability to learn at at your fingertips so and that's what you're saying you're doing yeah so so that is helping you grow as a musician as a writer as a producer yeah yeah definitely i've been using a lot of uh, online tutorials youtube channels about different music analysis of like different genres, how to write in a specific genre, how an artist writes this type of music and what their songwriting process is. Yeah, it, it's all a lot of YouTube. It's, it's, it's a huge place. You can find anything you want in there. So what is your creative process when you start something? My creative process when I, when I start music? Yeah, when you start writing a song. A lot of the time it comes from a voice memo of just me humming something that was in my head. So I would be in like the most outlandish of places. I can even be in the shower and I'm like, this is a good melody. So I just hop out, record and then put it back in continue or I'm on the train and I'm just humming and people are like, what is this guy doing? Like, But like, it's always really great that a lot of my ideas come at very random intervals at random places. And then I usually get those ideas and then upload them to my uh, garage band just start going ham at it, trying to figure out what can work around this melody or this harmony or, or anything like that. And then the lyrics, I guess, come next. So I'm more of a music before lyrics person, but there is an off chance that I would write a line or two, just um, think to myself, when can I use this later on? There's a song that I'm working on right now where I actually wrote the lyrics first. So I, throughout the year, I've been just writing random lines in my head, putting it on my notes app, and then... I thought, okay, I think I should write a song with some of these. Um, and now there's a song that's just all of those lines that I wrote throughout the year stitched together. So, yeah, I think mostly, though, it's definitely music before lyrics for me. I suppose, Justin, um, school has had to have a hand in your, your, your education for, for music, yes? Definitely, it has. A lot of the time, apart from self-tuition, I do bring a lot of learning elements from school. For example, you know, just enough theory to, to create songs and figure, uh, work around when it comes to performance on how I should lay out the dynamics. I learned a lot of what I know now from school. I'm, I'm partaking HSC music, of course. And Sorry, you're, you're doing your HSC and you've like released 30 songs. Yes. So there is a way to do this. <laughs> there, definitely there is a way. It, it all comes down to having a discipline and having a schedule. <laughs> 
yeah, with with uh, what I've learned from HSC Music, there is so much to unpack. I, I've learned about my scales, which have helped in composition. I've watched performances in class, which uh, which have helped me to really spice up the way I perform on stage and how I present myself on stage, or really bring out the dynamic to make my music a lot more a lot more vivid, uh, to bring a lot more flavor into it. There's so many uh, performances that we've watched that I would later bring into my own performances with the way I play or the way I compose myself on stage. There's a lot to take away from that. And I've been told you're in a band. Am I right? Yes, I am in a band right now. <laughs> and and are you writing, performing? Uh, we're mostly performing. We have a little bit of an idea to start writing songs, but that's probably going to be after the HSC. But yeah, we call ourselves Voltage, and we mostly do a lot of fast rock songs that people really like. Um, most of our gigs were at school, though, but we really want to try and network into different places to have gigs in the public. It's a lot of fun working in a band. Amazing. Now, with those 30 songs, there must be one, either one you love or one that's the most popular. <laughs> it doesn't have to be the same one. Now, like, what's your favourite song that you've written or what, the one that's out there at the moment? What's the favourite song that's out there at the moment? My favourite song that I put out is the title track from my album, which is called Every Day. It's probably the, the most ambitious and triumphant song that I've ever written. There's so much in there. And it's, it's a chamber pop inspired song where I really delve into who I really am and what I really think. It's probably my most vulnerable as well, which is why it's my favorite, because a lot of my music, I do talk about how I feel, but not to an extent where it's like, it's so vague that it's like talking about, oh, I'm at a dance floor and that's about it. Like there's a, there's a lot of songs about that, but I, I really want to talk more about the more specific things that people can really relate to on a way that is unexpected because we have very specific feelings um, in between the, the stock happy or sad. We have those things where it's just melancholy or bittersweet. I wanted to write a song that was in between figuring out whether I was okay or not in terms of mental health, because that's what a lot of musicians write about, which is how they are, where they stand in their mental health. So I wanted to really open up and write something that felt like I was really talking about how I was, how I was feeling. And I was able to bring that out sonically as well. So there was a lot of, there's a lot of dynamic in there. It was very heavy, but it was also very serene and soft. So many orchestral elements and rock elements in there. It was like a, it was like a Beatles song. It was like my, um, Hey Jude, probably. <laughs> Amazing. Well, now that now that's an intro to a song if I've ever, ever heard one. So <laughs> I think we should throw to that song. I think that's it's a, that's an amazing way to start and to throw to the song every day. Yes. Yes. Why don't you introduce it for us? Introducing Justin Anders' title track from his album "Every Day, Every Day." Thank you, Justin. You're a legend. Thank you, Phil. I'm giving it all Never deep in doubt All my rights and my wrongs Have found their way out I think through each phase How it wouldn't keep intact Lost my grasp of it 
and everything that I had. Still the hopeless every day, even when I take the fall. Through all of the strides that I made, wounds I've healed with a grain of salt. And though I am sad as the times are changing, it's picking up. Maybe soon I'll be happy with a brand new start. Keep on keeping on. I keep reminding myself. Constant change of reality. I'm so overwhelmed. I'm feeling the strain. I'm never feeling relaxed. The stretch for the Resort in collapse. Still, the hopeless every day, even when I take the fall. Through all of the strides that I made, wounds I've healed with a grain of soul. And though I am sad as the times are changing, it's picking up. Be happy with a brand new star. Maybe soon I'll be happy.